This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to a Patreon exclusive of The Downside. Uh, uh, we're, we're a little bit late uh, reviewing this, but not that late. We're recording these closer to release. Yeah. So it can be topical. I just forced Russell to watch Joe Coy's opening monologue at the Golden Globes. What's your uh, uh, review? Well, you know, it's the first time I've ever watched Joe Coy at all. Mm-hmm. I knew the name. Uh-huh. I recognize the name, but I, w- you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Like, just because he's Asian or any other reason? No, no, I didn't know anything <laughs> about him. I, only, I, I, I wouldn't have, I didn't know anything about him. He just, I think it was one of those comics that, you know, you see that they have Netflix specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, I haven't seen any clips of this. I haven't heard of him. They and you're like, oh, he sold at Madison Square Garden six times. How do I not know? It's, it's, it just shows it's the fractured nature of the world. Totally. Uh-huh. So this is my first time watching him. Um, As it was say, many people watching that last I got to say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm seeking out anything else. <laughs> like, it is Joe so Coy. fucking bad. It's really it's bad. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's so bad that it makes me mad. Yeah. Like, I think I think it was the same way where, like, originally, look, I, it's not that I have any sway, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to speak shit about Matt Reif publicly but then he becomes like the face of my literal art form yeah. he becomes the person everyone asks about yeah. and so it's like i think stand-up comics really kind of went after him after the show because there's a degree of like you made our profession look like we suck you look yeah. like stand-up sucks and when yeah. people go i hate stand-up comedy how can you blame them based on that yeah and he does this is a guy who performs all the time yeah and he hits like every uh no, no. Every like basic, don't do this on stage. Yes. It's not going to help. He he comes out first. He tries to be like super, like this was my dream. Your dream was the golden. Stop with this. Stop with this. This was not everyone's dream. Yeah, Ugh. it's a nightmare job to have to 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 tell those jokes in that weird room with weird the room. most famous people in the world. Celebrities right are weird, you. but people have done it. People yeah. have done it. I think you have to strike this real balance of like. Are you going to go there and be an asshole? Everyone's like having their night. This isn't just them getting their awards. They get yeah. to see their friends. They're all on movie sets all day. They're working. Yeah. They're probably obsessive workers. This is their night to get drunk and have fun. Yeah. Uh, so you have to strike this balance of like kind of mean enough to be funny. Yeah. But don't ruin anyone's night. I feel like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did a pretty good oh, job. Brilliant. Of, of, of doing that. I, I do. Uh, the very first year Ricky Gervais did it, I did love the like the kind of thing of like not towing the line fully and just kind of being mean to these people. Yes. Because I do think there is a fun, like, almost White House correspondence nature of, like, totally. this is the only time this kind of person could make fun of these people, and they're all trapped there, Yes, and they have to have it. And they are kind of ruling the world a little bit in, sure. in, in a certain way. And so it is fun to see someone be like, hey, you have to sit here and we're all going to laugh about you and your like things and you know you're all like for years propped up people like Harvey you know Weinstein yeah. and blah 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 so so i i can get on board with that but this whatever there was not even an attempt at like this wasn't this wasn't he wasn't being mean it was nothing like no he wasn't mean and he was, was so, he was so desperate i i think this is like first of all this is a perfect example of like Joe Coy 
I don't know a lot about Joe Clay. I've seen enough specials, but I, I imagine based on what I see of the stand-up career, it's like he has a huge following. He sells at big arenas, mm-hmm. and it shows like this are an opportunity to really enter just a whole different section of Hollywood to like have a movie career. Yeah, I mean, all the directors are there, and so this is a big deal. This is him uh, uh, going in front of an audience that isn't all just stand-up fans, and maybe he becomes a name. Do you think he has meetings lining up? Oh, that. I'm sure this is considered a disaster. Yeah. So he goes up there and he like, you can tell he wants to be liked. You can so feel badly, it. yeah. You can feel it. And he does so much like, <laughs> I can't believe Robert De Niro's there. It's like, yeah. dude, act like you belong here. Yeah. And he the, the he, he blames the writers like within so many three times. minutes. So many and times. And he starts doing like a thing where he goes like, the ones you laughed at, that was me. And I think he's probably trying to be like jokey. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> that one was me. But it comes off just like, like pathetic. No one's laughing fully at any of them. No one's you laughing fully like, at any of it. There's 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 some sympathy laughs, you know, there's some sympathy things, but then there's like full bomb moments too. Full bomb. Mike Lawrence, uh, who's he's a big roaster, uh, he like was the champion of roasters, is like a comedic writer uh-huh. and, and stand up comedian. He said I just saw now, he was like he didn't establish like who he was. Yeah. Like Ricky Gervais, I mean you get the benefit of being famous. Ricky Gervais is like they know who he is. Yes. And he's there and yes. he's got his beer. But like if you don't, you gotta set up your, your character. Who you are, what your thing is. And for him his character says like I can't believe I'm here a mean little jab and no one really knows yeah. who he is like establish if you are a, no one knows who I am establish that with a good joke yeah. and then move on and then the the classic awful stand up thing of like even when they were laughing and then being like what blah 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 like acting like that they were offended and they weren't no like they weren't offended maybe they didn't laugh as hard but they did get a reaction and then you're consistently going back and being like being like what no that and, and like like defensively and you don't need it. It's not like, but you're just doing that to then say the punchline again or yes. something. Yes, yeah. It's like you know? it's like it's almost as if like not not appreciating the medium of hosting, which I think is more tightly written. Where he would have a joke, it would sometimes do fine. Yeah. Listen, that audience was not like the worst. No. Audience. They were given it. No, they, they were, were being resetting. Very generous for how bad it was. But he would say a punchline, and first he'd so he wouldn't really hit it. I feel like he kind of like what's on. I swallow it, yeah. and then he would like add tags that were not written of just yeah. like yeah, you know, it's a it's. A, it's it's Meryl Streep, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. and so he adds this like extra repeating. dead air, and it just it peters out every time. Yeah. And then he would like shy away from the punchline. Part of being a doing jokes is you got to tell the joke. Yeah, you can't you can't tell set up punchline and then like well let me try to make it more naturalistic because it's right. not this yeah. is not natural. No, and uh, and then the worst is mine is just the. <laughs> The laugh, the laughing. Yeah. There's a thing of when you're bombing, you're like, well, let me make up for the laughs by providing them myself. Yeah, and it never works. And I know the impulse. I know it. Yeah. I know the impulse. If you watch our live show that we're recording with Emily Wilson today, you will see us doing the same thing. <laughs> we do it. We all do it to a degree. But but what's amazing is this guy is like he is a he's been a stand up yeah. comedian for forever. And he just shits the bed. Also, okay. He says I only had 10 days to prepare for this. a long time. Fuck off, dude. It's a long time. If, if you gave me 10 days, I would, I would, I would, A, I'd spend and all resources. my money. You, you, resources. And if I didn't get them, I'd spend, he's got more money than me. You would, you would get, you get, if you get five, six, seven, uh, like, friend slash writer, like, comedy writers to help you. Ten minutes material? Come on now. And what's amazing, he'd had this Taylor Swift joke later in the night Uh where all he said was like, 
uh, we're unlike the NFL, we're not going to rely on as many cutaways to Taylor Swift. And then it cut to Taylor Swift, and she looked kind of like displeased or just not interested. Yeah. And all her fans are like, I can't believe he would be so rude to her. Like, like her fans are so ready to flip out. Yeah. That part of it's like, A, if you're going to make a Taylor Swift joke, they're going to take it the wrong way anyway, so you might as well fucking go for the goddamn yeah. gullet. Yeah. B, just make sure it's good. Yeah. And it wasn't a terrible joke. It wasn't even like towards Taylor Swift about the NFL, but he delivered it so poorly. Yeah, you're like, there's something funnier. There's got to be something funnier in there. Of like, instead of cutaways to Taylor Swift, we're going to do cutaways to blah, blah, blah. Like, and I don't know, do something different and creative that you can have a callback to later on. Um, there's nothing more pathetic than, than I'm in pro- oh, Robert De Niro's here. Like, at one point he said, he said, you're talking to me? And I'm like, shut the fuck no. up. That is the first thought. If my dad met Robert De Niro, he'd say, you're talking to me. No. It's not for a monologue host to say. Yeah. It's like I, I, was with my, I was with my opener this weekend, Liam. Uh, Liam. Yeah. And I, I've sometimes we, we spend time outside the show, and we went to a cigar bar, and Two people within the span of 10 minutes goes, hey, sorry to bother you. <laughs> How tall are you? And you're like, this is the first thought, and it sucks. Yeah. This guy, everyone, That's not everyone, they ask him. And then this guy goes, hey, I bet I know his favorite four-letter word, D-U-C-K. And we all have to play along. Duck. Sorry, yeah. I should have said it for you. Um, it's, but it's my point of just like, a comedian should understand the concept of what a first thought is. Meryl Streep wins all the time. Yeah, that's that's no. the oldest fucking tr- yeah. like. Oh man, yeah. it was it was so bad. And then Jim Gaffigan went up there and he introduced this award. And all he said is like, "I never thought I'd be here." You know, I I never thought I'd be part of a Hollywood award show because you know I'm I was I was born in Indianapolis. I'm not a pedophile. And he just and it's just like that's it. It's just a good joke. Yeah, man, it sucked. How did he get picked? You, I mean, how long? How low on the list do you think he was before they asked him? I don't. I always wonder if it was his, ten days ago. They probably the were asking were, other people for a while. Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure there's. I'm sure people don't get that much notice, and I'm sure these agents and managers are are fighting. Yeah. I wonder if Mulaney's asked. I wonder oh, if definitely. I mean, I. I'm sure Ricky is asked. By the way, Ricky won best stand up special. It's just a nightmare. I, if you if you start going to award shows, if you if you well, you'd start going before me probably, you'd have to. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows who will be at the, the race is on? Who knows who will be at the Globes first? You'll be at the Tonys before me. <laughs> um, are you going to be like, if you get an award, are you going to make one joke? Are you going to be? Do you see Will Ferrell and? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. what a joy! Yeah. I love them. They should host. They should. Host. Of I mean, course, they always do bits. But they must. They must they, be. They asked. must be asked. And the, and they probably are like, no, we will do one bit, and everyone will and love everyone it. Everyone will love it, and they won't love it as much if we have to do the whole show like this, you know. Um, but uh, um, what were you gonna? Were Let you? me say real quick for our patrons, uh, we hit an exciting milestone. Yes, we're now over a thousand dollars a month. Uh, the, and that's because of of you guys. Um, so we're very grateful. We're now only operating at a loss of $3 million per year. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you guys. We are very thankful. We are. That you guys come up to me after shows. Uh, I always say, I say, Rob, I'm going to get Russell down here. And I know I'm lying. Uh, we are doing a live show in, in, uh, Hollywood. LA. And that's very exciting. We got to figure Holly out Holly weird. Holly weird. Right. We got to, we're going to get the most famous pedophile in the world as a guest. Um, 
So keep telling your friends. We are we're we're doing this once a month. We're doing the live episodes here once a month, and I'm sure eventually we'll get two patrons. I'm I'm just trying to get Russell every day, every day. Just become a full on radio show. Yeah. So so stay joined. Tell your friends. Um, things are going well. So I I figured I should share what happened this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was in Tampa, Side Splitters Comedy Club. Yeah, had a good. I, I did a weekend there a long time ago, and every time you visit Florida, you you see like it's not all of Florida that's crazy, but you see like oh, there's some crazy people in Florida. Yeah, and I remember last time I was there, uh, and I made a clip out of it uh, that that didn't do well, but but someone threw up. And oh, it, yes. it, and I just got this impression. So so in my mind, I'm like Tampa's a, a little a little zany. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so I get down there Thursday as my first show, um, sold well enough, and I'm up there uh, about 20, 25 minutes in. I talk to these uh, three women in the front row, and they, they say they're ICU nurses, uh-huh. and we do a little crowd work. One minute later, I have the recording, one minute later, I just noticed from the stage Something something seems off. Just like two like two people are standing, yeah. and they're not like going to the bathroom or anything. So I, I look over, and eventually I see that someone's lying on the ground. Uh-huh. I assume just based on my last experience, I was like, "Oh, it's probably just someone drunk, passed yeah. out, or whatever." And I go, "Here we here we go. Weekend in Tampa, gonna be chaos." And and then very quickly, like it's clear that they can't seem to wake him up. And I I go. You know, I kind of, I'm the one who makes the move that makes the whole room go, oh, oh yeah. something's wrong. Because I was in the, I literally had started like a long chunk. I said yeah. two lines. And then I'm like, oh, is, is everything okay? And it's just you feel the wave of the whole audience realizing like something's wrong. Something's happening. Something's wrong. So these three ICU nurses uh, go right over. And he's probably my age, probably uh-huh. in his 30s. Um, doesn't seem like anyone is there with him. Like no one's like, oh my god! Like, yeah. like it just feels like strangers. And uh, these 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 nurses try to wake him up, and like there is, I would say, a solid minute where it does not seem like this guy is waking up. And I'm on stage. There's such a weird feeling of like I'm just on stage holding a mic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going like, oh my god, did this guy? Is he dead? Yeah. And there's there first there's like thirty seconds of oh he's drunk he'll get up we'll finish the show and then there was a feeling of like something's oh we're gonna call an yeah. ambulance and um, I'm just standing there it's so weird because it's like you're on you're just elevated and you're like do I do I go sit down do I just stay there's, here Can I tell you me Yeah. Once I see those ICU nurses I think I truthfully would be like. All right, well, we're going to let everyone deal with this, and we'll be back as soon as possible, uh, and I would have to leave. Sure. Like, I would be so uncomfortable with watching it all or being a part of it. You, if you're on the mic right the whole time, you're just like, someone turn the mic off, please. He took drugs, right? He took drugs. Nothing that could happen to me, right? He took weird drugs. I'd just be like, you know, freaking out, you know? And And so... I think I was just I was just shot. I was just like in my mind, I was like, you know, I, I hope he's okay. There's nothing I could do at this point. No, I'm no. just standing there. Yeah. I hope he's okay. But in my mind I was just like, man, I don't even know what, what's gonna happen right now. And um 
eventually someone called 911. They got him awake. And it was like, it was a long time. It yeah. felt like a long time. And they, they kept saying to him, like, don't go back to sleep. Don't go yeah. back to sleep. And he was like, I'm sorry. And then the whole audience. Had he been drunk? Like, what? Like, no, I, I don't think so. I think maybe he had a drink. Yeah. But, but they like, do you think it's a seizure? And he was like, Kind of, but he was pretty loopy. They asked him what year it was, and he said, (laughs) at some point, I think he said 2024, and the nurse was like, no, it's 2023, and then she was like, oh, Oh, no, right, right, it's 2024. Um, (laughs) And and he he kept going like, "I'm, I'm sorry, and the whole audience... Like very sweetly, the whole audience became sweet, and they're like, "It's okay, you don't have to say you're sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think at some point, someone in the audience was like, "Is there a manager?" And I was like. Oh, we need a manager, and I was like, "Oh, I have this yeah. amplification device in my hand." So I go, uh, "Manager, please." Yeah, I felt like I'm helping. I'm helping. Yeah. Um, EMT came. I. Uh, they said, "Is there a is there a rolly chair? Anyone have a rolly chair?" They didn't have a gurney. A gurney, and I and I remembered in the green room, which was essentially just a little office. Yeah. There was a rolly chair. Yeah. And and so I go like oh cool I'll I'll I got it yeah and I I ran into the green room and this is there was a moment again he was awake at this point yeah there was a moment I'm I'm taking the the wheelie chair <laughs> through the kitchen just swinging yeah. it around yeah, yeah, elevating yeah. it where one of the like uh, security people almost tried to like not not try to take it off my hands like I'll do it for you no worries yeah and there was a feeling of like. No, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me be let me be good. Yeah, and uh, I I I brought it in. At this point, they were able to get him up. They had to open a shirt. They put him in. It was very strange to watch someone wheel out, like a hospital people wheel someone out in a in a, in a in chair. office chair. Yeah, and um, he 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 left, and suddenly this woman towards the front like started getting really teary and. I was like, oh, are you okay? And she said, I get seizures sometimes too. And I always say I'm sorry. And like, there's no reason to be sorry. And I was like, okay. Yeah. We don't we don't need any more. God. We don't need any more. Oh my God. Uh, uh, and then and then it was the manager came over, like a look like, should we cancel the show? And I was like, no, it's yeah, it's okay. And then uh went back up, did did some some jokes. First, you know, lots of thanks to the nurses. Yeah. And then made a joke if I hadn't said they were nurses earlier that they would have pretended they were plumbers just to have the night off. Yeah. And then and then uh, and then I had some joke about someone having a medical emergency, and I I went back into the show. Oh, good. How much time, more time did you have to do? An hour. I mean, I didn't have to, but you know. Yeah. It felt cool in the sense of like first the nurses said, based on their experience, that he would be. Okay. Yeah. Just based on how he was responding. Yeah. Um, though, of course, there's that weird feeling of like, oh, like he knows where he is and he yeah. Knows the year but and... also, like the the hospital's not going to come back and be like, hey, just so you guys know, for just your you know, peace of mind, that stranger died. Yeah. Yeah. A hospital representative comes at the end of your show, just so everyone knows before they leave. An yeah. update. Uh, he did die. Yeah. Well, there's a scene in Hacks, I guess, that my mom was telling me about, where at a taping, someone has a medical emergency. And it's like her; she's taping her comeback special. Yeah, and uh, they they roll, they roll him out, and the producer comes back and goes, "He's alive, everything's okay." And the other producer's like, "Oh, thank God, he's alive." And he's like, "No, you idiot, he's fucking dead." You think I'm going to ruin this taping for yeah. this shit? And you do have that feeling yeah. of it's like, to the people in that room, 
that guy is no longer a part of their, yeah. <laughs> their yeah. lives. It's just very weird. You go, I hope he's okay. Yeah. But no one in the room is going to make sure of it. Yeah. I, saw someone, I think I told you I saw someone die at a football game um, when Remind I was a kid. Me. He had an older man, had a heart attack watching his like his grandson's like championship football game. He like threw up and then like had a heart attack. And like my dad did like you know CPR and stuff on him. How old were you? Uh, like probably like ten. You were playing or you were just in the stands? Just in the stands. Oh my god! So you're sitting. Uh huh. Your dad? Does your dad? He's not a doctor. No, but he like he he was originally like a phys ed teacher, so he did all the and he was a coach for many years, so he had all the uh-huh. like CPR and and all that training. So uh, was he close? Like like your dad saw it and was like, I got it. We were front right row, right in front of us. Wow. So, um, and then I was like, I remember later on being like, what happened to that guy? And they're like, oh, he died. And I was like, <laughs> thinking like later, like my parents could have lied. Cause I was never, I didn't know that man and I was never going to see him again. And it was traumatic. It's like, I, you know, when you're like, I remember it, I remember him. What did your dad up. do? CPR? I remember, um, I don't remember seeing that part. I remember like they, they must've moved me like once that kind of thing happened Sure. because, but I do remember seeing the guy like stand up, throw up like and then fall over and then like that that's vivid in my memory um and then i think that some my mom must have like moved me up the stairs or something because i don't remember the after that part um but uh but yeah i do think it's funny that i asked later that night or the next day (laughs) and they were like he 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 died do you think they should have told you no i'm glad they did uh you know i think it's weird to lie because like what if i found out later that he you know what i mean like so i my dad was definitely like he would lean towards lying to make me feel better and mm -hmm. i do think in the overall trajectory as i came to be i could have dealt with trauma like i could have microdosed trauma along the way i think too it's hard being with a parent because you're like there's so many times you have to decide to lie or not that i think rule of thumb in general is to not because you're like you're so many times and like it can be fucked up if later on for some reason you find out like oh my parents were lying to me all these weird in all these weird different ways so i understand the kind of rule of thumb just being like i'll just tell them the truth because it's that's why it's probably important like for me truly my first loss was putting my dog down Mm -hmm. in like fifth grade and it was like, that's the first time I dealt with death mm-hmm. in any kind of real way. And it yeah. was like, I'm not saying it's a good, but it, it, I had to deal with, I mean, if I hadn't had that dog, it would have just been like, until my grandparent died. Yeah. And then I deal with my first yeah. death. I'd rather have an animal death be the first death, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it was, I mean, thank, he, he seems, so basically later, two days later, they didn't. They had this guy's name because he had at least some check at the bar, and the bartender or the manager told me they were able to reach him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I had a seizure." It's and he seemed like somewhat embarrassed, I guess, over the phone. Yeah, but that he was fine. Great. But uh, Tova Tova was like, between this and the sign language interpreter, she's like, "More th- weird things keep happening at your shows," and I'm like, "No, I think it's just like more people are there, and that you increases do, the chance yeah, for you do lots of shows. unusual things." Yeah. You gotta imagine any of those like arena shows that people do. Something's happening bad at every one of those shows. And then one day you're that guy at that concert where like eight people are crushed to death. I know. You don't even know. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, "Fuck! I gotta pay for eight funerals." Downside. 
You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.